Let me introduce you to the elements. Hey, you, I heard you shining, but I got that gold membership. I rose from the bush like Valentine's petals from an unstable family of alkaline metals. Hitting prime time like Channel 5 specials, and I never handle rocks like Palestine rebels with pebbles. The antics and antiquities and Mr. Steve's always got a trick up my sleeve. Miss, please, ancient magic of witchcraft. Skip class, and I barely just passed. A young grasshopper that's trying to switch pads. She trying to get bent like light when it hits glass bong smoke got me blazed as hell burning weight like them 47 j's i scale you can tell by the amazing smell and my eyes stay tight like i'm asian wow my man dirty had the booty just to put me in the right mind. yeah Never die as long as we got real shows like this holding us down. Yeah. Yeah. What up, Dormit? 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 I got glocks. I got glocks. I got glocks. I got glocks. I bust shots. I bust shots. I bust shots. I bust shots. Pop, pop, pop. Almost the wings, I'm hotter than the Up on that borderline, man. Look up, look up, look up. Look up to the one called Peter Oasis, yes. Dominic X. Yes. You already know NW3 Radio, baby. Righteous. Let's get it. Directly from the planet of Brooklyn. Oasis, 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 Oasis. Yo, this Saba, you listening to NW3 Radio with Peter Oasis and Dharmic X on WNYU. Pivot.
Got me real 
get me power or they run and get their guns. Here I stand, the rawest of the raw. We from the Queens lounge without the four or floor. All of a sudden, again, this is busting and fronting. Talk about your busting titles when we your idols. I stand in your mind's corridor. Your every thought transpires through the tribe's attire. We bad boys to the heart and pulse. A tribe war quest. You follow us like cults. Position like a beamer. Y'all need to stop frogging. If I catch a beat, it's in the SP logging. No name, Ray Tip. What's going on, love? You know this is a truck and we coming through. No more, she went loca. No stranger to a rum and soda. I met the hoe while she was slumped over. I've been good though, I can't complain. I could probably cop a half a plane. Drinking juice just like Jack Lane now. I'ma strike it rich any day now. Uh, you know I gotta get a plate now. Virtuoso on a keyboard. I rap the Eastern Seaboard. Jeez, Lord, please leave the C3 keys before you leave. Don't sneeze on my gish, cause for she's, I'ma flip ya. Pedicure foot sliding a slipper. Trying to do the remix with Pipple. Tell the pilot in a shipple. Play the violin with dimples. Life's ironic and it's simple. Smoke good stuff, eat, drink. Drive nice car, wear all green make. First time I whacked off was a penthouse. Roses in the bath at the penthouse. Billy Joel at the garden. Should I get a skybox or an 89 IROC? It's always popping at the IHOP. Choker be up with his time now, it's my block. Chuck not block. Spicy coconut curry from the Thai spot. I'm in a hurry. Dumb jury. The verdict read from a hung jury. The doctor said that I was hung early. Skull curly. Larry and Mo, I'll marry a hoe. Only if the bitch look like Mary Monroe. Twisted off the jank, I'm watching Iron Chef. The secret ingredient was Lion's Neck. Royal Blue Cybertech. I ride solo like a fighter jet. Hurt me again. No, don't hurt me again. Please, don't hurt me again. No, don't hurt me again. There's no hit records on the demo. There's no hit records on the demo. Yo, live and direct, live and direct, Demelo, you got timeless truth. Okay, this old prime 39, super vast solace. We rockin' with Peter Oasis, Darmic X, NW3 Radio. Keep it locked. Get him. Wow. Space. 
in a spaceship back to the space base. Take a stroll through the galaxy. Should've lost your number long ago, but I never did. Had a gig at a shop that I used to live aboard. Electric smile that'll put you in shock Make everything stop Call me when you walk the restaurant And we're all riding around Getting high like it's 1999 Nothing's wrong and nothing's right Riding around, getting high Shake down 1999 Nothing's wrong and nothing's right Ooh, you think that you lost I love to see where you go Smoke inside and watch you walk away Let her waste your post lips, blows a kiss, but you put to make a bomb. Took a trip out to Los Angeles, hit the beach, I love my phone, it's cool as long as I found your favorite song. Yeah, we could go for a day ride in the daylight, in a minute, then I know I've been away, but I'm thinking of you, and I know if the day will come when I fall, but I hope it's for you. It's okay, they gon' take me back to my old ways I was tryna chill, pop a sales ever since I got a deal Kick it with my model chick, sick quits And you always wanna ditch, now I gotta let them know it's really drill Blow a pretty flock of Jordy I'm dirty folks against the tight men Crushing our minds, we can talk nine every now and then I'm just out, getting stout, nine times out of ten Hey, what's up, New York City? <laughs> this is Peter Oasis. Uh, yo! What's up? Darmic, I need myself some headphones. Okay, so why don't you lead the charge? In the meantime, I will be back. Okay. Well, I just want to welcome everybody back for another week. Um, it's been cool, and today was warm, and I was walking, and I felt good. Uh, so... It's awkward for me to talk without the headphone, and for those listening in the audience, you won't even know what it's like. But uh, it's been a great week. Uh, fashion week just ended, and all that kind of stuff uh, that I did not partake in because I uh, don't get out much, right? But um, Darmic is in the other room looking for some headphones. I'm here, and I really don't know what to say. I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss for words for the very first time in the history of this show. Um, 
You can call in later. It's uh, 212-998-1818. Uh, I expect all the regular callers to reach out and let us know that you're listening. I want to give a shout-out to Oops in the Bronx, who always calls up. And I want to give a very special shout-out to the one and only Sasha Jenkins, who on my way here was walking down the street, and, and he had stopped me, and it was good to see Sasha Jenkins. I asked him when I could see his new film, and Sasha was telling me that you know, they, they showed an early version of it. It's Sundance, and... um. It should be coming soon, so that's exciting to me. Uh, Darmic, why don't we close the door and get cozy up in here, and let's get this party started right. This is 89.1 FM, and Peter Oasis now has his headphones. So Congratulations, Peter. You have your headphones. How does it feel? How does it make you yeah, feel? Yeah, it feels way better. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> my combat jack. Let me get my combat jack on real now, quick. Now, you know, Darmic, man, when people come in here and they don't use headphones, I get really upset. Why? Why do you wait? Why do you because get because they, they don't, don't you don't get the full experience? Like right now, I feel like I'm on the radio. It's, I can hear the, the reverb, and I can hear my voice right. You know, before I was just kind of talking into thin air, and, and I felt like it wasn't working out for me. Yeah, it does kind of feel feel a little awkward when you when you. Uh, but you you were loud. I I could hear you in the background. You you were coming through loud and clear. All right, that's good. If you didn't know. All right. So, yo, I just want to give everyone a heads up that in two weeks we'll be celebrating our one-year anniversary. Yes. That's one year that I, since I joined the show with Dharmic. One year since it's been NW3 Radio. Yes, since I joined up. And I just wanted to thank everyone who's been here over the past year. Uh, we're still not sure what we're going to do on our one-year anniversary. I know that when DJ Eclipse has his anniversary, he has like 15 DJs and turntables, and it's a big deal. And rappers, rapping. And rappers. I'm not sure if we're going to have 15 rappers, 15 DJs popping off, and uh, but we will do something special. I know we, we kind of just put a kite out today for someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see who shows up. I mean, it should be good. As, as, a, as a Boston sports athlete, a famous one once said, anything is possible. Yeah, anything's possible. Anything but next possible. week we have, we have the homie Shomi Pathwari from. Uh, he was at the Fader. I think he's he's still there, but he he does a lot of video work, video directing, um, uh, including some recent stuff for Rocky, um, amongst other people. Yeah, we have someone who may or may not be able to get Beyonce on the phone with one phone call. Yes, I'm sure she can get in touch with him with one phone call, but he can't call her back. But anyways, we'll find out more about that when uh, when he comes through. He did a video for Beyonce on her last album, um, and he's done stuff with like Major Lazer, with Pharrell, with everybody, and, and he's a fellow Brown brother, and it's only right that he makes his way so here. He will be the last person of the year on, on our radio year for our, our well, yeah radio year <laughs> and, then, and then we started up again with the anniversary and then we've already started to book for after that so we, yes we, we have. have some great people coming up all right now here we go oh, it, it's worth noting it's worth noting because our show last year while we started in march started on ash wednesday correct which would make today the anniversary in, in like maybe lunar calendar terms or ever i don't know how they do that because 
last year's Ash Wednesday was March. Now it's middle of February. It evidently changes. Um, well, last last year was Ash Wednesday, and we actually had a girl named Ashley Outrageous as our guest. Yes, Ashley Outrageous was here on Ash Wednesday, and everything was on brand because I had my ashes as I do today. Yep, and that's why I brought it up. You know, you you religiously and, made and your and way I was out running the church. late. I, I didn't know that I had to sit through mass, which was kind of annoying. But that's a whole nother. That I sat through like an hour long mass. And I just thought I could go in on some express line, just like get the ashes and kind of break out. And and me being non-Christian or non-Catholic even knew that that wasn't the way this works. No, nah, it didn't. It definitely did it. I, I kind of Google express ashes <laughs> and there's places that do do that. But the church that I went to didn't. Oh, all right, so Dharmic, uh, along this this journey, yes, we've we've had some some amazing people, and tonight isn't any different. Mm-hmm. I want you to introduce our next guest. Well, our next guest uh, has had a, a long journey through both the hip hop world mm-hmm. and a lot of different worlds, and and it's a it's a remarkable story um, that we best expressed in in his own words, but. Needless to say, this is somebody that that Peter, I guess, I met in my journey. Yes, yes. And we we kind of kind of realized that we may or may have not known each other back in the day, but his story. When I walked away and I heard his story, it kind of just stayed with me. And I knew that as I was booking the show, at some point, Kent would be back. And and I want Kent to introduce himself to our audience, and then <clears throat> then we'll kind of set it up further. Kent Bryant, um, it's just a delight to be here. Uh, to reconnect with Peter and to meet Dharmic X and just to come down to the radio station and to tell my story. And I'm excited about doing that and uh, just want to thank you guys in advance for the opportunity and to uh, wish you guys a happy anniversary, man, two weeks in, in advance. But uh, that's amazing that you guys have been on the air for a year. And uh, everybody out there just want to encourage you to tune in to 89.1. It's good things are happening here. Yeah, has anyone ever told you you have a great radio voice, man? <laughs> Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> this is uh, this is cool. So when I when I met Kent, uh, Kent Kent was ta- telling me that his alumni, his high school alumni, had retired his jersey number. Was it was that the story? Uh, yeah, that was a part of it. That was yeah, that was part of it. I, um, so we're gonna start at high school. Okay, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna start. Cool, man. Great four years at the the summit, uh, Holy Cross High School in Flushing, Queens. And, uh, you know, I had the opportunity to play varsity basketball for three years, sophomore, junior, and senior year, and become a high school American basketball player to play in the the top uh, Catholic school league, participating uh, in, in, in commenting and, and just competing against, I should say, competing against Christ the King High School, McClancy, Rice, uh, Powell Memorial. You know, it's, it was just a an amazing uh, uh, venture just to just that top-notch competition, mm-hmm. you know, to compete against these guys all year long and then to also play against them in summer tournaments all around the city, uh, AAU basketball. It was just, that's when New York City was the hotbed, you know, to basketball. And we were producing a lot of uh, All-Americans as well as McDonald All-Americans and uh, playing against, you know, guys like Mark Jackson who ended up going to the NBA and being with the Knicks for X amount of years. Uh, Derek Chivas, who's uh, who's my cousin, who was the reason why I came to Holy Cross, and he went on to the University of Missouri and played in the NBA for several years, and Walter Berry and Jason Williams and uh, Moses Scurry and Carlton Screen and so many guys. The list just goes on and on. These are all high school Americans that played throughout, 
you know, Manhattan and Queens and Brooklyn and the Bronx and Staten Island. And can't forget my buddy uh, Marty Conlon, six foot nine out of uh, Stepanak High School and uh, went on to play in the NBA for the Miami Heat for about 10 years. Just so many different guys, you know, and uh, coming through the uh, the uh, AAU team at Riverside Church and was telling you guys about those gigantic slices of pizza on 111th and Broadway and going there after every practice, you know, and, uh, you know, it was just great. And just my teammates at Holy Cross, man, getting back to Holy Cross was just, I love those years, those that, that stint in, in my life, those four years of going to a predominantly white school and only 4% were other, mm-hmm. Hispanic and black, what so have you. But just the acceptance from day one was just phenomenal. And being on the team and having these guys now, 30 some odd years later, and I still call them brothers. Mm -hmm. And I have their numbers. We're in contact with each other. We communicate around the holidays. I was just on the phone with my other teammate, uh, Kenny Boyer. And we were just talking about going to Bobby Vans and just having a steak and a couple of beers, man, and just hanging out, you know, and... uh, Tommy Marchesini and Mike Neary and John Calvin and Joe Miles. There's so many, so many guys on my team, you know, and we just had such a wonderful camaraderie as players and just uh, coming together as a band of brothers, you know, even before the movie came out, you know, so it was really no hype. It was, that's what we were and we still are there for each other. And, you know, now guys are, are married with children and things of that nature. And we still communicate, you know, and uh, that's something I'm going to talk about this Friday when I go to John Adams High School, uh, the head coach and the assistant coach, who's a very good friend of mine, a protege of mine, Michael Rosamondo, is the assistant coach at John Adams. And he asked me to come in to address the team and to talk to these guys about team unity. You know, nowadays it's all about scoring and everybody wants to be like Kevin Durant and like LeBron James and put up 30 points. But what happened to that, you know, being synced together? Mm. You know, uh, five is stronger than one. You mm-hmm. know, my father always said to me, if you ball up your hand and you have a fist, that's more powerful than just one hand, one finger sticking up, you mm-hmm. know. So I try to bring that same analogy while speaking to the youth of today, you know. But Holy Cross, man, the green and gold is just phenomenal. Actually, I went to a uh, a game the other night, uh, last Friday, and I would just have to say that Holy Cross came out with the victory against Archbishop Malloy. It was a great game. And uh, we also, the sec- the first game that I went to throughout the year, I went to uh, St. Francis against Holy Cross, which is the Battle of the Boulevard. Both schools are on Francis Lewis Boulevard. And uh, we uh, went in there and came out with the victory. So the green and gold is still standing strong. And I'm you know proud to be a, a knight, a Holy Cross knight. And uh, something that's in my blood, just, just as hip-hop is in basketball, you know. So, you know, I, I love the school, continuing to do a lot with the school and to speak to the youth that are there. I just to try to encourage them. And uh, now it's just, it's just the opposite, where when I went, it was 96% Caucasian mm-hmm. and 4% other. And now it's about 60-40, mm. where it's 60% African-American and, and uh, the Caribbean and 40% white. So it's just, you know, just to turn around, just a sign of the times, just what's going on in our day. And uh, it's just amazing to go back and to see, you know, this happen, the transition, but also just to, to have that camaraderie that's there. So, so did you go on and play play college basketball after? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, after high school, accepted a full ride out to San Diego State. I became an Aztec. And, uh, man, 3,000 miles away from home, 18 years old. With all this freedom and on my own, you know, it was just crazy. I Can you believe, Pete, that at 18 I was given a beach house 
on a nude beach in California from New York City. And my man. roommate was six foot nine, K Bird. Kevin, if you're out there, man, call me. Call the radio station, please. I haven't spoken to you in about a long time, you know, and and you still owe me money. But uh, you know, K Bird and I, Kevin Brown, he was a sophomore and we lived on Black Beach, which is a nude beach in San Diego. So you know what time it was. It was kind of crazy. And San Diego's a beautiful city. Oh, man. 68 <laughs> degrees, average temperature year-round. Haven't been back, but I'm destined to go back. That's definitely on my bucket list. So so after after college, were you not going to go pro? Well, well, just just a, a fast, uh, fast little backtrack. I stayed in San Diego for one year, left, uh, came back, went to Hofstra for two and a half years, mm. was out as a flying Dutchman. Now they're called the Hofstra Pride. And uh, had a great stint there. Uh, I was sort of a, a knucklehead uh, once I left high school and I started to have all of this freedom on my own. And I uh, just got involved into so many different different things, man. And uh, I had never did drugs in my life. And then uh, here I am chasing the dream of going to the NBA. And then I started to smoke marijuana, became a serious pothead. And uh, now I'm back at Hofstra and, you know, I'm, I'm full-blown weed head, smoking every day. You know, and uh, stayed out there for about two and a half years and got myself into all of this trouble, man. I was very egotistical. I was an athlete. I could play. You know, I was six foot six, two twenty five. I was an All-American coming out of high school. And, uh, you know, I, I could I could pat the rock. I can put it up. I had a jump shot. I can I can do what I needed to do on the court. And uh, I had a big name here in the East Coast. It was easy for me to get into a university here. And as I said, I attended Hofstra and, uh, you know, had some uh, glory days out on the court at Hofstra. But I was I was just a weed head, man. And my, my focus and my emphasis wasn't basketball like it was when I left high school. And uh, got myself into some trouble, took some time off. I uh, said, man, I just I don't want to work. I want to go back to school. Had a year and a half of eligibility left. Put my name out there again. Got a scholarship. It's amazing that. I haven't met anyone who took this route, who went to three Division One colleges and was on scholarship at all three. That's amazing. That's crazy to me. That that you is. Know, I, I I don't I, I don't know, but it happened. I thank God for the opportunity. I graduated from St. Francis, played in a couple of more games there, had some some great some great uh, glory days. Uh, beat up on LIU, beat up on St. Francis in Pennsylvania and Wagner and schools of that nature, the Northeast Conference. Uh, continuing to be strong with my ties with St. Francis College, uh, Irma Garcia, who's currently the uh, she's currently the athletic director there. Um, uh, coach Breaker, Glenn Breaker, who is the head coach of St. Francis now, was my assistant coach while I was there attending. So the ties are still there, doing a lot with the school, actually going to or in the process of uh, developing a a Christian outreach program for the for the athletes, you know. And so this is something. Uh, that I, that was brought to my attention. That I was asked to spearhead. So a lot is happening, and uh, you know, as I said, as Peter was alluding to, you know, my my dream obviously was to go to the NBA. You know, Mark Jackson, <clears throat> Derek Chivas, Walter Berry. These are all guys that I grew up with that went to the league. Mm-hmm. Kenny Smith. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wanted to follow in those footsteps, and I just made some unfortunate decisions. Not blaming anyone. It was all my decision. And we all know that decisions, every decision brings about an outcome or a consequence. Mm-hmm. And obviously I made some bad decisions and it really just stirred me in the wrong direction. Uh, you know, when you're smoking marijuana, you're drinking, you're sniffing cocaine, you know, it alters your thinking, mm-hmm. you know, obviously. And, um, you know, I didn't have my head on right, you know, and uh, 
sort of, you know, I just lost the the full desire and the dream and the hope to play basketball as I saw my my skills fading and things of that nature. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, continued to play, played in uh, West 4th Street tournaments, played in uh, Rucker Park, all the tournaments around New York City, a little semi-pro basketball. Sometimes I was, you know, I'm, I'm not going to smoke weed this summer. I'm just going to play basketball, you know. I mean, this was this was the mindset. And, um, you know, started to get myself together. And, and, you know, I just said, hey, see, just see what, what can come of it, you know, what, what, what can possibly happen. So that's pretty much how the... The dream began and how the dream ended. <laughs> so, <coughs> so then, you ended up finding hip hop as as a as a, in a way a new passion to kind of take over. How oh, did that? Man. How did that sort? Of, I imagine it happened before as you were playing basketball. You mm-hmm. got into the music, mm-hmm. but how did that begin to <clears throat> take over the next part of your life? Well, hip hop has always been there. You know, coming from Hollis Queens, growing up with Run DMC, Jam Master J, God bless his soul. Very good friend of mine. You know, uh, I remember when I left and I accepted a scholarship to go to San Diego State, who throws a block party for me? Run DMC. You know, Pete, they're performing right in front of my house. (laughs) You know, the socket was plugged in to my mother's living room. You know, here we are jamming. You know, Run DMC right there doing a cast-off, bon voyage type of a block party for me. You know, (laughs) so the hip-hop ties have always been there. Once I finished college, I had started working. And, uh, man, it was sucked, man. You know, you're an athlete. You're being catered to. You're being given all this money. You're being taken care of. Now i got to work. <laughs> you know, here I am working 14, 16-hour days. And I said, man, this is for the birds. So then I get a phone call from Harv Pierre. And Harv Pierre went to Howard with Diddy. Mm-hmm. And him and Diddy, you know, they had developed a strong bond at that time. And this is after... Did he did his thing with Uptown, and he really put his name on the map. And he got ten million dollars from Clive Davis to start Bad Boy. Mm-hmm. So he called Harv in, and Harv called me in, and just as the three of us, uh, X, P- T- PO, and myself, were sitting here, it was Diddy, Harv, and myself. Mm-hmm. And we had a meeting. He introduced me to the game. He says, "Listen, I want you to look, listen, and learn. And when I feel you have grabbed a hold of, and you've learned a particular area." In that that lane that I feel that you can move in, I'm going to let you go. Mm. You know, so I, we were attending all these meetings. We lived in Scarsdale in the big mansion. It was about 30 of us that lived in the mansion up in Scarsdale, which, Pete, you, you know about those days. And we're canvassing down from Scarsdale all over New York City, all these different meetings all day long, parties all night long. You know, you're developing your contacts and meeting various different artists and things of this nature. And, you know, then from there, it just blew up. Mm-hmm. You know, we were in Scarsdale running to New York every day without even an office. We didn't have an office. You know, the office was Scarsdale. We get up with, did he have the game plan out? You know, we had uh, <coughs> um, my man D. Dot, Derek Angeletti, you know, Mark Pitts, Harv Pierre, myself, June Balloon. So many of us, you know, were together and just running the streets of New York. And then before you know it, man, we started to, you know, Craig Mack came along, you know, uh, Christopher Wallace, B.I.G. and Total and 112 and so many different other artists. And not even going to mention all those artists that were shelved, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it just went down and then things just really took off. You know, it just blew up like crazy. And I was into promotions, radio promotions and, and mainly artist development, you know, just helping an artist develop his swagger. You know, that was 
one of my specialties and that's something that I was involved with and you know just helping the artist pretty much just gain the confidence that was needed not just to make a record but to sustain and maintain your career mm. you know and so those were things that I was a part of and you know being there with Har Pierre and learning from him learning from you know from Diddy himself and from Mark Pitts being the personal manager of Biggie and just helping those guys out and D-Dot and all that I learned from JMJ you know, Jam Master J helped me so much even prior to coming to Bad Boy and just developing relationships and selling beats and knowing what's a hot track and giving me an ear for music and things of this nature, what to look for. It was just phenomenal. You're listening to 89.1 <coughs> FM WMYU. Darmic and I are here as usual every week. This week uh, we're joined by and you're hearing the voice of Kent Bryant, uh, Kent, uh, basketball player. Uh, a music industry head who was part of what I think of being as one of the most influential hip hop labels ever, mm -hmm. and, and that being Bad Boy Records. And Kent is taking no us, doubt. taking us down back, back in the day, and and mm. you know to where he is today. And Kent is just telling us about about his experience with Bad Boy. Kent, you're on again. So I guess I'm kind of curious. Um, what made Harv uh, reach out to you? Like, what? How did you guys know each other? And what what made him say, "Oh, this guy could become something in, in the industry"? Well, I knew Harv. Harv was a, a football player. Harv went to St. Francis Prep, and I was over. I don't know if a lot of people know that that the Harv Pierre went to St. Francis Prep, and he was called a terrier. And uh, you know, and I'm down at at Holy Cross, and so being athletic, you know, our paths crossed at that time. We had a lot of mutual friends. And so, you know, I had I had my swagger, you know, Harv had his swagger and, you know, he was like, yo, we hung out a few times. And um, once he got on with Diddy, you know, he, you know, knew about me and obviously he knew me and he just said, hey, I feel that this is something that, you know, you're really going to blossom in and you're going to be good at, you know. And, and a lot of people who may not know me as Kent Bryant, but back then when I was in the music industry, I remember my man. Oh. God help me remember his name, gave me the name Top Dog, T-O-P-P-D-A-W-G-G. -G. And so I, every day I was in the music industry trying to live up to that name. And so it was like talking to individuals at a party, drinking, smoking, whatever I did, I had to be the top at it, you know? So it was just a, I guess a caricature image, mm. you know, just like with artists, they have caricature images, you know, which we help to develop with various different artists. We give a shout out to my man Buster Rhyme. I'm glad to see the longevity of a man in the game, LL Cool J, all of these guys that I know, and just to see how their caricature image has transcended into many other areas as acting and things of that nature and bringing up and having their own labels and, and different types of, uh, you know, clothing lines and what so have you in which they have ventured out into. So just success to everybody out there that's doing their thing, you know, and um, just having that caricature image, you know, DX was just crazy. And, you know, I was crazy and, oh man, I thank God I'm not that person anymore, man. I was, <laughs> I was ridiculous. Either you loved me or you hated me, you know, and, I had this motto, it ain't no fun unless we all get some, and I'm running through them with my boots on. So you can imagine my mentality and how I was living back then, you know, so it was it was crazy. But uh, we just had a, we had a lot of fun. You know, Biggie made the record party in BS, 
And that's what we did, man. It was a lot of partying, a lot of BS, a lot of traveling, a lot of good times. Of course, you had some sad times when people would get locked up, people would get into car accidents, and people would get shot and things of that nature. But we had a lot of fun, man. Parties every day, all day. You know, some people just partied on the weekend. But during those days, and, and T.O. can attest to it, P.O., I'm sorry, Peter, that the music industry back then was a party every day. Every day there was a club to go to. Well, Something that, was that's because there was more money in it. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I mean, true that. You know, th- this is before you had to rely on an alcohol sponsor <laughs> to, to get your party popping. You had record labels that are actually making money. Yeah. So you could go out every night of the week and the record labels had uh-huh. you know, different release parties yeah. and listening oh, parties. Man. And, and I, they still exist today, but not, not on that big of a scale not on that level, as right. it did. Right. You know, you go, there'd be, you know, 500 to 1,000 people. Mm-hmm. And, Easy. You know, and then there'd be the everything you see on that TV show, Empire, right? Mm-hmm. There'd be the velvet rope, and there'd be someone <laughs> standing in front of that rope. And, and, you know, you try to get back there, and you right. want to talk to Puff, and uh-huh. you want to give him your tape. And that's how it was. <laughs> exactly. And, and people did party. There there were women around, oh, man. And, 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 there, and there were drugs. And, and I think, you know, as far as I know about Kent's story, the drugs, when, when you kind of got into drugs and you went in that direction mm-hmm. that's when a lot changed for you can, can you tell our audience about that sure sure just before i do that i just want to give a shout out to my man mike geronimo who's doing his thing who has uh transcended himself and has a uh a locksmith business in manhattan no doubt he's doing his thing nice uh just thought about you the other day mike um as peter was saying you know i i you know i was just getting high man and it was it was ridiculous and then from marijuana and alcohol it went to cocaine and I was just high every day, you know, and um, it was something that I look forward to, you know, wake and bake and just stay high all day and just drinking Remy to come down, you know, pretty much. And um, as I was doing this, man, I remember an all night party in Atlanta and, um, you know, here I am, top dog doing my thing, pocket full of money, jewels on and, you know, all the latest clothing on my back and whatever I needed was there. I had it. And um, I just felt that, man, you know, I, I everything that I aspired to attain to obtain, I have it. I got it and some. But yet there's still a void. There's still an emptiness within me. And, uh, you know, that feeling was there and it was just an awkward, weird feeling. And uh, here I am, you know, after this all night party, you know, contemplating suicide, mm-hmm. you know, and I was ready to. I think I was on the 13th or the 15th floor, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> and it was an indoor, your, your, uh, uh, outside of your windows to your hotel was inside of the hotel. It wasn't as if you were looking outside. So you're looking down over the main lobby and there's a big waterfall and things of this nature. And it was a, it was a considerable drop. And here I am, I said 13th, 15th floor, and I'm ready to jump over this rail because I said, man, if this is all that I wanted in life and I have it and I feel this empty, there's no need for me to live. Mm-hmm. You know, here I am contemplating suicide to jump over. And right then and there, as I grabbed the rail, God is my witness and getting ready to jump. You know, and you guys can go to YouTube. You can just put my name in, Kent Bryan, and you can see the story, <clears throat> excuse me, that uh, has been aired uh, on television about my life, a six minute and 38 second clip or a snapshot back into my life. And it tells about my almost uh, uh, attempt or suicidal attempt to kill myself. And uh, I just know that it was God right then that embraced me and pulled me back from the rail. And and I heard the audible voice of God that said, I have a plan 
for your life. And it's much more than this. You know, and shortly thereafter that, about a month or two, um, you know, I thought about what happened. Obviously, I didn't commit suicide. I stepped away from the music game for about a couple of weeks. Then I jumped right back into it. I was hanging out, partying, and then all of a sudden I got sick. Mm. I had food poisoning and gastritis, which I thought, being that I lost 22 pounds in two days, I thought I had the AIDS virus. And I was scared to death. And I thought because of having so much unprotected sex and just living a wild, crazy lifestyle that I had AIDS. But yet I found out when I went to the to, to the emergency room that I just had a bad case of food poisoning and gastritis, which was tremendously painful. Mm-hmm. You know, anyone knows what gastritis is. It's just, you know, it doesn't so- sound pleasant <laughs> at all. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. It's just, you know, look it up. Look it up. It's just real nasty, man. And I just, you know, uh, 22 pounds was gone in two days, less than 48 hours. All the fluid was out of me. I was completely dehydrated. You know, five and a half bags of IV. You know, and uh, it was just bananas. All right. We're here with Kent Bryant. Uh, Kent's going to be back in a minute. This is at 89.1 FNWMYU. Tune in. Shouts to everyone who's listening to us. Kent's taking us on his journey. And uh, we're about to hear the second part of his journey and, and how how it changed for the better. Darmic X is on the ones and twos, sort yeah. of. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. Asterisk. He's going to play some music and we'll be back later, y'all. Hmm? West up. Turn the volume up and bang it out the truck. Turn the volume up and bang it out the truck. Turn the volume up and bang it out the truck. Come on. Turn the volume up and bang it out the truck. Turn the volume up and bang it out the truck. Turn the volume up and bang it out the truck. Turn the volume up and bang it out the truck. Turn the volume up and bang it out the truck. Turn the volume up and bang it out the truck. Say, who got a problem with the volume? The volume. If you tryna sleep, go get a volume. We night owls, young living a life wow. Tomorrow ain't promised, we living for right now, baby. Pop the pussy for a real thing. Right now, I ain't tryna politic and build with you. Right now, she just looking at me like a meal ticket. Massive pill, keep the wheel spinning. Deal with it, it's Sean. Compliments of the dawn. Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton. Fabrics I've been on, never mind that. Get your mind right before I recline that. It's beyond rap, and that's the reason I'm on your block right now. Not in the physical, I invaded through sound. Yes, I'm internationally known, but CA's the state that I call home. I'm about to turn it up now. Turn the volume up, bang it out the truck now. Turn the volume up, bang it out the truck now. Turn the volume up, bang it out the truck now. Turn the volume up, bang it out the truck now. I'm about to turn it up now. Wake up the neighborhood, wanna dump Rather it's rock bass and easy rock and pump Like my old Reeboks, if you pop, I'll pump Meaning I rock, nothing and no one can stop me What I do, stop the stuff, why not? 
I'm young, probably seem more misogynist. Pock and pun word to Migos. I move words by the kilo herd. I used to move birds with my amigos. Uh, I supplied my wealth. No iPhone app, I applied myself. Your album got shelved. I couldn't keep mines on the shelf. You get inside my god where it has to reason I'm on your block right now. Not in the physical, I invaded through sound. Yes, I'm internationally known, but Fresno's knows the city I call home. I'm about to turn it up. Turn Wait up, it's Chapo, 2014, to infinity, uh-huh, young F, uh-huh, young fresh, Now I'm getting chauffeured, hopping out of business Besides my fam, I worry about one thing, that's my team My team only worry about one thing, that's the See, it was like cold nine in the summer, I remember the time where I had to make a decision If I stayed on my pivot, any longer hot to the decline <laughs> Working graveyard shifts set a plan Pinning verses in my head on the stimulant line So I gotta make a move with my two in And now here will come with a realist <laughs> Young nigga living out of riot clip Okay, grind Yeah, you might admire this See, I was working 10 hours on some tiger But we had to pay the bill, we divided it See, it was me for a charge Blazing the time, house new to the city Been to turn the time, now the toll got on ready You picked up from the mind, now I'm praying for a hit Hoping we don't fall out but I'm like, oh, young in the road. But I look fine. I ain't got no dope. I gotta get right, so won't go at home. But I promise I'll be right back. Skinny working with the slide gap, my snap on them. Huh. Reason got a talent, so they jelly. Huh. But I bet you did when we be yelling. Hey, hey, what we doing? Yeah, we getting money on this side. Hey, heard you got what I need. Get it probably. OD, your bikes. OD, get slapped. OG, here lies, go see, hey, hey, 
Yeah, we get money on this side. Oh, okay. Hey, how you got with a nigga? Get robbed. Oh, yeah. Yo, bye. Yeah, we get money on this side. सोचिए एक बच्चा महज आठ या नौ साल का पढ़ नहीं पाता लिख नहीं पाता रोजमर्रा के मामूली काम नहीं कर पाता वो सारी चीजें नहीं कर पाता जो उसकी उम्र के बच्चे बड़ी आसानी से कर लेते क्या बीतती होगी उस पर उसकी सेल्फ कॉन्फिडेंस की तो धज्जिया उड़ जाती होंगी अपनी खामियों को टेढ़ेपन के लिबास में लपेट दुनिया से लड़ता होगा हर रोज गदर मचाता होगा गदर यहां क्यों बताऊं दुनिया को कि नहीं आता नहीं करना क्या टाल नहीं दो बड़ों से तो सीखते हैं बच्चे Across the world, you know, cause we. 
we been blooming for too long. I think we ready to go, ready to fly. Cause we been getting hot to balance blows. Jella died, clearly I had to pay for way out. You hear me now, for my parents, gotta make them both proud. I had to separate myself, was running with the wrong crowd. And everything is still the truth, my dude, don't turn it down. This for you and everybody, truth, begging them drown. Shoot, cause we brown, truth's out here now. I've been debated, been your favorite, modernizing my style. Pound, I'm the most positive when I bust mine. It's 
zoo adds on like a plus sign. Addition, that's the key in the ignition. With no pause, I propel the whole position. Ahead of the pack, light years ahead of the whack. I give a fiend a good book instead of the crack. That's the gold mine. Negativity can't hold mine. The black bears headed for the gold mine. And then I'm positive at showtime. I make negative MCs switch styles in no time. They change teams, rhyme about kings and queens instead of how they selling work to fiends. Then I switch thugs into soldiers, those that have given up on God to praise Jehovah. The rap ice age is over. And positivity protects the Z-Boulder Boulder. Khayal karna. Bahut zaruri hai, Mr. Rosti. Isme ilaj ki shakti hai. Ek marame jisse dard mitta hai. Bacche ko tasalli ho jati hai ke uska koi khayal karta hai. Ek acha pi, pyar bhari pappi. Ye dikhane ko ke main khayal karta hu. बेटा मैं तुमसे प्यार करता हूं अगर कोई फिक्र हो तो मेरे पास आओ क्या हुआ जो तुम फिसले गलती हुई मैं हूं ना ये दिलासा ख्याल करना ख्याल करना इसी को कहते हैं ना मिस्टर अवस्थी Yo, what up? 89.1 FM, WNYU, Pure Oasis, Dharmic Kex, name of the show is NW3 Radio. Coming up is the legendary halftime show with DJ Eclipse. Yeah. And you know you're going to listen to that. Yep. Uh, I don't need to remind you, the halftime show is the second longest running rap show on the New York City airwaves. Amazing. The first being the half, uh, the uh, Underground Railroad. Underground Railroad. With WBAI. The homie J. Smooth on WBAI. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Uh, you can find our past episodes on SoundCloud. That's SoundCloud, NW3 Radio. You can also subscribe, um, Stitcher, iTunes, and this and that. Lately, we've been putting up some stuff that's kind of been sitting on a hard drive. Yep. Uh, over the past few days, we put up an interview with Erica Ramirez mm-hmm. of uh, Billboard magazine. Put up something with, um, what's homie's name? Lauren Nostro and Ernest and Baker. Ernest Baker. And, uh, uh, there's another one we put up. We put up Swami Krishnamurti. That was last week. Yes. Um, a few of the episodes from March of last year, as we're getting ready for March of this year, which marks our one-year anniversary. Yeah. So. And if you're tuning in right now, this episode will be up at least by Friday night. We're, mm-hmm. we're on no real schedule, but I'm going to put some more of them up. Uh, yes. Yeah, we've been talking with Kent Bryant, and uh, Kent is telling us his story. And yeah. uh, we, we're going to get back into it. Darmic, do you have any questions for Kent? So, put us, like, timeline, uh, like, when you, when was this moment for you, this revel- revelatory moment that you this, had? This was uh, the summer of 96. But, yeah, I must say, man, those Indian Hindu clips, those were hot. <laughs> Thank you. Those Thank were you. hot, man. Thank Straight you. up. Thank you. I need that. I need that in my life, man. No question. <laughs> we had a caller asking, yo, what was that song with the Indian dialogue? I was like, no, nah, I just added that, man. <laughs> Star is Amin Par, which is an amazing movie. But anyways, um, so 96. So this is like still peak. Oh, man. Yeah. Bad boy. Peak and bad boy era. Everything is going down. And I had this encounter with God. And, you know, as I voiced uh, a few months later, man, I, I just walked away. You know, everyone's, you know, dog is just going through a phase. As I mentioned, top dog was a a name, a title, whatever a tag I had back then. And um, so, you know, he'll be back. He'll be back. So two weeks turned into two months and two months turned into two years. And uh, the beginning of uh, actually 
on Martin Luther King's birthday, January 16th, 1997, I had surrendered my life to Christ. I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, became a born-again Christian and um, a member for the last 18 and a half years of Christ Tabernacle Church in Glendale, Queens, right on the borderline of, of Glendale, of uh, Queens in Brooklyn, <clears throat> right off the Jackie Rob, that dangerous snake uh, expressway. Be careful out there. It's a lot of ice. And uh, just been a, you know, an uh, active member and being involved in the youth ministry, being involved in the prison ministry, being involved with the senior ministry that we have at our church and being an usher, being my pastor's escort. And, you know, and God so had it that in uh, 2008, I was uh, ordained as a minister. I'm a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ and have been preaching and teaching since 1996 and officially became ordained in 2008, actually 8-8, which is my buddy uh, J.R. Ferrer's birthday, and uh, we share that date as his birthday and is my ordination date. And um, just been, you know, so happy, man, and just uh, just privileged to be alive and well and free, mm -hmm. most importantly. There's a difference between being someone who's clean from drugs and someone who's free from drugs, you know. And I remember the late, great Calvin Hunt used to sing a song. He says, you know, I'm free. You know, and it's, it's a tremendous difference because you can be clean for a week, mm -hmm. you know, which I've been through that. You can be clean for a month. You've been clean for a year. But when you're set free, you no longer have the desire to do drugs. God has taken that desire away from you. That's nothing that man could do. Mm -hmm. You can receive medication and things of that nature and, you know, can prevent you from, from doing drugs. But here it is, man. I was set free. You know, and so I just I have the opportunity now, man, because of what God has done in my life to be on radio shows such as this, to travel a country, to speak at various different churches, to go to uh, various different prisons all around the country and just to uh, talk to young people, to motivate them, to encourage them to be a, a motivational speaker, to be a minister. You know, I mean, look at me, man. I'm a minister. You would never assume that. I was just telling Pete I got these these hot new Air Force Ones <laughs> on my feet, you know, and I, I love I love sneakers. I love the you know, the swagger, the clothes, all of that, you know, but I know where I'm from. I know where God has de has delivered me from and I know where I'm at and I know where I'm going. How, how much of a role does uh, does music play play in your church? Oh, tremendous role, man! And I if I went if I went to your church or any church today, Ooh. would I hear Christian rap? Yo, is listen. that something that's done outside the church? Because this is no, no. It goes down. It goes down every Friday night at Christ Tabernacle Misfit NYC. Every Friday night, hip hop like it's never been before in the church. In the church, you come in. You have fogs. You have smoke music. You have foam. You have it all, Pete in the church that's going down and we just give the gospel like it is like you know it's like it, it's free it's clean it's for you it will change your life only god can do that i, I think there's going to be a lot of cats that people are amazed to say that man how did he make it to heaven he was in hip-hop he did this he did that but you know god doesn't judge the outer he judges the inner the heart he looks at the inner at the inside so you can have your hat twisted on backwards you can wear your air force ones you know you can wear your tight shirts and all that type of stuff but where's your heart you know, most importantly. So we get down. As I was mentioning to you guys, we had uh, a major event here at the Salvation Army not too far from here on, on 14th Street. Lecrae is a constant visitor of Christ Tabernacle and many other Christian rappers. And it's even on Sundays, you know, the youth take over the church uh, uh, one month. One, I'm sorry, one Sunday out of the month. And we, we have hip hop on Sundays, Pete. Darmic, let, let our audience know who Lecrae is, because that's obviously 
what I would imagine is the biggest Christian rapper. Yes. Because you, cause it's on your radar, Darmic. Oh, he's on a lot of people's radars. He's Absolutely. a Grammy-nominated artist, which okay. is which is rare in the rap world. I, he might have even won a Grammy, if I'm not mistaken. I believe you're right. He yeah, has won he, a Grammy. He's won a Grammy. Which nominated is, for many. Yes, yes. And uh, he is uh, easily the, the biggest uh, name in, in that world. Absolutely. And, and he's definitely crossed into a more mainstream rap world, where a lot of, there's a, there's a huge Christian rap community which you can speak on a little bit more right, right. but he's the name that everybody kind of knows yeah. even beyond Christian rap you know mm-hmm. almost like when you say Christian rap you say Lecrae absolutely in the, you know, in the yeah, outside world like peanut butter and jelly they go together you know and uh, Lecrae is definitely a big time name Lecrae you, 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 you think of uh, gospel music you think of Kirk Franklin you think of you know hip hop gospel hip hop you think of Lecrae mm-hmm. it's just like that you know and I've worked with and have done so many outreaches with various different in- individuals, such as you know Donnie McKirkland and Kirk Franklin himself, as well as uh, Pastor Hezekiah Bishop Hezekiah Walker. You know these big names all around the city, and you know these are people who have a heart for the city, a heart for people. You know you hear uh, uh, Pastor McKirkland on 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 the radio station every morning. Um, you know uh, I think his uh, God bless you. Um, oh, thank you, man. Five to six a.m. Just want to just want to give a shout out that my man P.O. has his ashes on today. Forgive me, I don't have my ashes. You yeah, know, me and D.X. We don't. I was, um, you know, uh, kidnapped today. I was shopping all day and uh, Woodbury Commons doing my thing, which yeah. I'm going to take. Yo, Kent, Kent Peter just, too Kent as well. just put me on. Mm-hmm. No doubt. He did. He did. That there, there's some 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 outlets that that I need to go check out up there. Yo, if you want to call us, we're at two one two nine nine eight one eight one eight. Load the lines up. Two. One, two, <coughs> nine, nine, eight, one, eight. Yo, one, the phones are eight. open. Oh, sorry, darn. 212-998-1818. You can talk to Peter Oasis, Darmic X. Kent Bryant is Get our it. guest. Uh, Kent has been telling us his story. Kent actually, at one point of his life, rolled with Puff Daddy, which is interesting to me. I, I think that Darmic kind of wants wants to go back into that. Well, it's a question with that. Like, uh, do you stay in, in contact with some of those people still in that world? You, you uh, mentioned absolutely, that you're Absolutely. These are my peoples. These are my boys. These are my brothers. You know, Mark Pitts, my man, D-Dot, the mad rapper, Derek Angeletti, crazy one, Half Pierre, just so many others, you know, uh, um, the twin, the superpowers, my man, God bless his soul, who's, who's uh, passed away right now, France, and um, his brother Carl and his wife Kim, I must admit, Kim, I love you. Don't hate me. Um, you know, and these are people that I get together with around the holidays, you know, on different events and things of that nature. All Star Weekend was crazy. Um, <laughs> thank you, fellas. I had a blast. And uh, my brother, man, we'll give a shout out to my brother BJ. BJ and Irv Gotti started Murder Inc. Uh, back in uh, the, the 90s and so and blew up with Ja Rule and Ashante and many others, you know, and he's doing his thing. He continues to do so. He's, he's acting right now, he's behind the scenes. You know, he's putting together some some major, major hits that's coming on, doing some reality TV shows and producing that. But, you know, um, I'm just blessed, man. I'm blessed to be here. I've lived, I feel like a cat, man. I've lived nine lives, you know, and, and uh, you know, still more to come. Yeah, I'm going to ask you, Kent, I'm going to ask you the obvious question that most people want to know. Okay. How you, old you, am I? No, you could choose to answer this or not. What do I like to A eat? lot of people who have come <laughs> through the life or of puff daddy or yeah. through the bad boy kind of label and community 
have right. have not fared too well. You yeah. know, you, you have Shine who who ended up upstate, right? You know, and there, there's just a lot there. You have Mace who became a pastor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Give a shout out to my man Mace. Did you know cracking? Mace? Did you know? What's yeah. I, I I left before Mace came in, yes. but I, I knew who he was. You know, I, I knew the you know the the motion that was that was set. And you know the game plan moving forward, but I remember I was working as a school teacher on Rikers Island, and um, this was the first job as a, as a Christian. And uh, one of one of my students said, "Yo, Mr. Brian, Mr. Brian, Mr. B, Mace is just like you." And I was like, "What are you What are you talking about?" He said, "Yo, he's a Christian. He left Bad Boy, and now he's preaching, man. He's on TV and he's preaching. I heard him last night. I heard him last night." And yo, I almost fell to my knees, man. I was I couldn't believe it, you know, that it happened. But I said, "Hey." God is no respected person. He loves us all equally. So what he did for me, he did for Mason. He continues to shine and do his thing. And I just, you know, just pray the best for him. And also a, a kind of an obvious question. Around the time you were, were having this transformation yeah. at the start, well, B.I.G. Uh, passed away. Yeah. Um, yeah. What can you tell us about that time and, and uh, you know, how that affected you? Well, it definitely affected me. Um, if it wasn't for God pulling me out, of the scene at that time and, and as I voiced in the middle of 96 I would have been there in 97 in LA you know because I was Hard Pierre's right hand man so wherever he went I went Hard was there Diddy was there you know the whole crew was in LA so who knows what would have happened you know to me if I was there I, I don't know but um, you know I knew Christopher Wallace you know what I'm saying all the junior mafia the crew from Brooklyn you know at that time I used to live in Queens but for the last 15 years I, I, I reside in Brooklyn you know, so I love Brooklyn. Brooklyn's where it's at. You know, Brooklyn Nets and Park Slope and, you know, Bushwick all over. It's just it's just hot. It's just happened. There's just so much diversity in Brooklyn. But, you know, those those are my people. And, um, you know, it was kind of crazy back then. It's so unfortunate what happened. We all know that that Big's death affected not only people with Bad Boy, but people across the world. Yes. You know, and, and especially at home, it hit home with his mother and his child, you know, and, and Faith, 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 what's up? Cheryl, what's going on? Cheryl used to manage Faith back in the day. She's up at uh, the Apollo currently over there assisting in the management of the Apollo with her mother. And Faith, Faith's doing her thing. Faith Evans is still out here. She's, I think she just put out a new album or something lately. You know, I heard some new tracks from her. Actually, I'm trying to get with Faith. We're going to do a one night with Faith, a gospel concert. Mm. That's something that, you know, my brother gave me an idea about. But, you know, a lot, a lot is in motion. A lot is happening. You know, I know a lot of people talk about going through the 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 ringer with bad boy or what's the have you. The biggest or the largest piece of advice I can give you is to know your business, man. You know what I'm saying? Know the business aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, even in ministry, there's the spiritual aspect, but there's the business aspect. The lights have got to go on. We gotta have electricity to have church on Sunday. So in the business world, as I'm sorry, as in the music world, it's the same thing. You know, you may be a great artist, you may be a great uh, music producer, but know the business aspect of whoever it is that you get down with. And I know it's changed so much now. I would be completely lost. I would have to go back to first grade. You know what I'm saying? To really, well, the music business is all me- messed up now. <laughs> it's messed they, up. There's not not as much money for people to fight over or even die over. Oh man, and, that, that's and that, what it was. It was the money that people were dying yeah, for. Yeah, and that's the reality of it. That's yeah. true, Darmic. It's about that time in the show when we talk about current events. I want to bring something up with sure. you, Darmic. Okay, sure. bring it up. All right, so so Fashion Week was just in town, mm-hmm. and and the, the biggest thing that happened during Fashion Week was Kanye West. Everything that Kanye West did. <laughs> Yes. Right. Well, Darmic, how, how you feel? Do you even Easy. like the shoe? The sh- uh, the shoe isn't for me because I'm not a shoe 
person like I, I own shoes obviously um but i don't really i'm not like a head you know like i'm not a sneaker head and no? so no i'm wow. just just not do, do you like my nikes do you like yeah no oh, your, your, your nikes are clean You're, thank you brother yes. appreciate it yes that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah kanye I'll, came I'll into around. town <laughs> made a lot of noise i, I think uh and and I, I just think that everything worked in his favor. It did, you know, putting out, uh, releasing a clothing brand with a sports brand that that had you know some some major things set up f- during All Star Weekend. So it ha- worked and, to his advantage. And I think you have to remember the things Business. he was doing last year. You know exactly you, yeah. the, the the thing he did last year with his tour and the radio appearances and the quote unquote rants. That was all a setup for this year. You know, like he or you know he set it up in advance. He laid the groundwork right. for this right, deal. I'm, enough with the BS. I'm going to get right into it. All right, darn it. What's your problem? So the homie Kanye West shows up in Brooklyn, shows up da- uh, downtown here, okay. and he laces up some sneakers mm-hmm. for some people who oh, bought these sneakers. Right. He made these surprise appearances. Obviously, it's all all, all staged. Yeah. It is business, as, as our guest Kent was saying. No but doubt. yo, it's for real... It's called public relations. Okay, but where, where in that marketing plan did Kanye show up to, to the homeless shelter or... Or or show up somewhere for people who actually need sneakers. Not is that not in the marketing plan? Does that not matter, man? It should be. It, it appears it's not in the marketing plan from Adidas. I don't know. I think that goes to Adidas. Okay. Right. Now, now does, is someone up there saying like, "Yo, this is going to lessen the, the brand by by Kanye giving away his stuff to you know the, the homeless people?" There's so many homeless kids in shelters in New York City. Okay, and imagine Kanye shows up. Sneakers or no sneakers, right. he's going to change their life Impact. more so than the kid. Yes. No disrespect to the kid who just right. shelled out right. $400 for this new sneaker. Right. Now, wh- how do you want to be remembered? Do you want to be remembered as that dude who's pushing your... Pro- like, at, and at what point do you give back? I, I agree and we've had you. this conversation a lot here, mm-hmm. and 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 I think that is something he's going to have to keep in mind moving forward. Ultimately, it, it feels like... You know, he, he's entering the corporate world by joining with Adidas, and that's very much a part of what he wants to do. He's right. always said he wants to work with these bigger brands because he wants to influence a larger culture. When you're dealing with the corporate world, you're dealing with corporate restrictions and corporate plans and things like that. And, you know, these big shoe companies don't necessarily go out of their way to do that charity work. They haven't necessarily done it in the past, and a lot of their policies in the past have involved exploiting underprivileged people across the world. And mm. so, you know, if you're entering that system, it's going to be that that struggle between you know lowering price points and making it more affordable for for people and and providing uh, that service and also dealing with the corporate interest of making that money. Can I, can I chime in for a quick second? Yeah. Well, you're absolutely right. It's a struggle, but when you become a monster and when you become big in the game, you're able to you know turn the course of things. I remember Run DMC coming through Hollis, man, and everybody, even the homeless people, even the bums on the street, all had Shell to Adidas on their feet. So I know, you know, Yeezy could do this in due time. It may not be something he's able to do right now, mm-hmm. but I believe in due time, you know, he's going to be an individual that will make an impact within cities all around the country by giving out sneakers and sweatsuits and things of that nature. So, you know, if it's, if it's in your heart, brother, I'm, if it's not there, I'm putting it there right now, and I just ask that you would do that and I know you have the, the, the ability and the willingness to do so you know and uh, and just with the homeless as well 
the Manhattan Outreach Consortium, which I proudly work for uh, in New York City from uh, 40 Exchange Place. You know, we're doing big things with the homeless people and all of those. My co-workers that are listening to the radio program, I give you a shout out and, you know, just stay warm out there tonight. We canvas Manhattan. We break it down into to four different sectors from the Bowery Street all the way up to 207th Street in the Bronx. And uh, we have our, our list of homeless people that we cater to and that we try to address and help them as well as those that we run into in the streets. Yeah, I pointed out one star, mate, when I actually had to take the train out to Coney Island that I had gotten off the train. It was a really cold day, one of the colder days of the year. And there Rick. were a bunch, yeah. maybe like five to ten people from, from the outreach. It was a couple you, weeks they ago. They had their vests on, and they, yeah. you know, they were checking on people on the yeah. train. You know, yeah. They were going over and making sure, one, that you know they're okay, and then and, and two, asking them how they could help. Right. And and that makes a big difference. So shout out to everybody out yeah. there. Yeah. Because it, it's been a very cold winter, and... Uh, <laughs> Much love from uh, Darmic and I. He mm-hmm. can't. No Definitely. No I, Darmic, another current event. I know we're running out of time. We got some time. All right, that Tiger kid. What about him? What did he do? <laughs> what didn't he do? Um, well, the main thing, he just dropped a project, actually. It okay, all I don't s- want to care. I don't care about his right. music. He it, dropped it, some it album. So as part of the album, it probably does. Um, as part of the album, <laughs> they promoted it by doing all these different headlines. And the main headline is that he's believed to be in a relationship with uh, a 17-year-old girl who happens Uh-oh. to be a member of the Kardashian okay. family. Okay. And um, he got on the radio uh, a couple days ago, or today, or yesterday, I mean, and denied the rumors and denied that... He he ever slept with her, which would be illegal in this country. I don't think it's illegal everywhere, but it's illegal in this country. Um, and he said that that has never happened, and he has never done that. And part of that whole controversy deals with the fact that you know his his ex wife, I guess he divorced her. You know, there's beef with them, and she's friends with. It's a lot of drama that I don't really care for. Okay, I don't so think you care is for. Is Tyga still dating the Kardashian? He is claims it a Kardashian. How many? She's Kardashian, a Kardashian. How many Kardashians? Although she's Jenner. Are there? This is Kylie Jenner. Um, how many Kardashians are there? Can someone Google this? There's a bunch. There's too, like, too many. There's, there's so many. <laughs> there's five daughters, like five daughters, and then I think one son. Okay. Um, so yeah, French Montana is dating a, a Kardashian. That was for a while. I don't think he currently is dating her, but. Uh, Yes, he was dating a Kardashian at one point. Okay, there's so many Kardashians that even you, Darmic, may have an opportunity to one day. <laughs> I don't think it's a Kardashian. I don't think it works quite like that. But sure, Peter, sure. Let's suppose it does. I mean, you have a radio show, dude. You can you bring her up you're here. Big time. She, uh, she was doing some nighttime radio, so maybe you guys can do a show together. You Get her know. up here, Darmic. Maybe, maybe. It could be like Carly. What's her name? Carly. <laughs> no, so the Tiger's rumored girlfriend was Kylie. Yeah, I want to give a okay. shout out to Oops, man. Yes, I, I know he didn't call in today, but I know he's out there somewhere in this world yes 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 uh oops oops, oops is one of our our, our favorite uh, callers i just want to say oops man i'm sorry i haven't reached out to you this past weekend it, it's it's been hell yes it's been hectic it's been hectic you always been hectic I also, uh, you know, I, I went down to Boston this weekend, and there's a lot of snow out there. If you think it's cold out here, it's colder there, and it's just there's snow everywhere, feet of snow. And I wanted to bring this up because there was a headline: uh, Boston, the city, and, and the state is actually using prison labor to clean up the snow on the wow. ground in Boston, and they're paying these inmates oh, paying twenty cents an hour, twenty cents an hour, or something ridiculous, okay. absurd. Like, and, and I just like it's it's <clears throat> it's messed up. It, it's kind of messed up, you know. It, they I'm, can barely. Are they required to do that? I imagine some of them are required to do it. And but I could imagine if I was in prison and I had the opportunity, right. cold or not, to yeah, go I back get outside those walls. To get outside, I mean that. Yeah. I, Ken, am I wrong? 
No, no doubt. I mean, no, I, I think I think if I was there and I was doing some serious time, twenty years, and I'm looking at and now and I hadn't seen the outside world for five, ten years, and regardless, you can pay me a penny. Mm. You know, I'm trying to get out from behind these walls and get outside to see, you know, what's going on. You know, and that's a good perspective. Yeah, you I know. mean, two sides of the coin, darling. It's a little exploitative, you know, a, a little bit, um, considering that they're it, it barely is. considering that they themselves are not able to go out on the streets to clean up the snow until like hours after the fact because it's just so much snow and, and yeah. snowing all the time. It's a little exploitative, and then knowing somebody through that system as well is just it, it tripped me out. So I had to bring that up. Sure thing. Um, you know, so that that's going down there, and there's still more snow. I think they're expecting another foot of snow next weekend. Wow. Um, which is why I was like, all right, let's just go down this weekend and get right, what I have to right. do over <laughs> with. Otherwise, I'm never going to make it down there. <laughs> nice. Well, we're we're going to wrap up. Eclipse is setting up. Yo, Eclipse, who you got here today, man? Cam? He's got somebody we've had at one point. Who's that? Is that Cam? No. He's got Who's that? Sadat X. Sadat X? Oh, did Sadat X pull what he did with us, too? Sadat X has been on this show every week. Sadat X was here two weeks ago. He was here for Sque- for Squeeze Radio three three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so Sadat X canceled, kind of like Emily Oberg canceled on us today. <laughs> oh man, you guys get canceled. I can't believe it. Whoever cancels this no, show, you know, you know, people get excited at first when you're like, "Yo, you come be on the radio," but then the novelty kind of wears off. No, nah, it's, it's no now. This is real, man. This is real. This is what's happening for all those guests who've been invited who haven't shown. I think that you owe these gentlemen a, an apology, and that you should call in and you should. Ask them, please, put me back in the program lineup so I could be a part of your show. Stop playing. <laughs> and in fairness to Emily, she has been here multiple times, and she'll be back for our one-year she's going to be replaced by Brandon Jenkins. Jesus. And I'm announcing that on the air. Brandon Jenkins is Peter is a vindictive Emily man. <laughs> vindictive, vindictive man. Shut him, shut him. Yo, we, we try... <laughs> oh, dude. What? I, I know this means nothing to you because you don't watch The Walking Dead, but the actor who plays Tyrese... Okay. And The Walking Dead got right. his haircut maybe a couple miles from my house today, and he put up an Instagram, and I was like, I really wanted to go. I think even if I did watch Walking Dead, that still wouldn't mean anything to me. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, no. I, I, like I just watch the shows, man. I'm like not. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, don't you think that's a little obsessive? Nah. Dude got I'm, his haircut there. Like, come on, dog. I, I, first, because I don't. Are think, you 13? I don't, I don't think he lives here. And it's just like, yo, you know what? I think the internet has kind of taken away a lot of excitement that you used to have when you were a kid and your favorite athlete or the favorite actor would come through your small town. You'd be excited. Now you're oversaturated. Two, I can, two things. I can look two right things. here on the internet. What am I looking at? I'm looking right inside of, of a fashion week party. Thanks to Ashley Outrageous. Of course. I, I'm looking. I'm looking at a, a someone's sneaker collection at, a, at an Adidas store. Thanks to Those Brian Rollins. This, this is this is all good. Okay, and and this is it. You don't even have to leave your house to see these people. You're so oversaturated, and we have a generation of kids who are not going to be fascinated by anything, including yourself. That is because you don't care. That is possible. But one, two things. First of all, age is what is removing me from that excitement. I'm old now. I'm older, and I don't really care about where dude is cutting his head. Second of all, you. Okay. You don't okay, live in a small town. Your favorite, you live in New York your, City. Your, your favorite basketball player slides through, and you hear he's at at the shop across the street. You're not going to go say what's up and get a flick? Are you Maybe. that jaded? Maybe. No, no, no. <laughs> you don't care? Favorite basketball player, if, if, if Patrick, Patrick, Patrick Ewing's across the street get, getting a Subway I, sandwich. I, I, would probably, I would probably go down and cross the street and, and get a picture Ewing. of Patrick Ewing. I, I've... I've, I've yeah, I've done. Because I've gone to from, because he's from Boston. No, I just I was a Knicks fan growing up. Like okay. as a kid, I still am. And okay. Sorry you know, to hear that. Sorry no. <laughs> <to hear> that. <laughs> yes, it was, it was hard. But 
I actually went to like the Wiz and like got an autograph from Patrick Patrick Ewing when I was a kid. Okay. Again, you know, you grow up, Peter. Boy, yes. It happens. Yeah, I want to thank our guest yes, Kent Bryant for uh, coming through today. Yo, thank you, uh, Kent. Thank you for sharing your story with our audience. It was Appreciate great it, to hear. I want to thank everyone here in the studio. Peace of the halftime show. Shouts to little Carlo Boulevard, who's just up here rolling, sitting in the back. DJ Eclipse mm-hmm. is here. Boulevard. So th- this is how it goes down every week. Uh, next week we have sh- 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 show me sh- sh- show me show me Patwari. Patwari. Show elusive media. All right, we have show me and Patwari next week. Then we have the one anniversary show. Then wait, wait, Dharmic, Who else do we do we have? Someone on the calendar yet? We have plenty oh. of people on the calendar. We oh, have j- we j- got j- the, ho- the homie J Zone. Yes. Uh, we have the uh, VP of Rostrum Records, Artie Artie Pitt. Yup. Uh, so the the second year we're rolling rolling strong into the second year. Thank you for listening, Darmic X. Hit the outro. Uh-huh.